0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our first online virtual service. What a strange time to be alive. I know that most of you have had a hectic week with lots of emotions and a lot of things going on in in your house, in this country, in the world. It really is such a sad, sad time to read the news and to hear about the deaths and all the people that are affected by this illness and this pandemic. But to be with you is wonderful. I'm sitting in the church, the usual spot, and it's wonderful to connect with you in your home. It's raining, the wind is howling, you'll probably hear it sometimes. So please bear with us, this is so new to make these videos, to edit them, to send them out. So. Yes, please bear with us and 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 enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is. If you have a candle, please light it with me. The light of this world, our world, will not be blown out. We know that Jesus is the way and he will help us, be with us, in this time especially. couple of notices before we start. Our small groups are still continuing on Tuesday mornings at 10, Tuesday evenings 7.30. If you want to join, please let me know so that I can send you the link to the Zoom thing that we are using to see each other and connect with each other. It's, it's not as difficult as you might think, so please let me know if you want to join these discussions. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to connect in that way and to be with each other in, in this this strange, strange, horrible time. If you had a birthday during the week, happy birthday. I hope it wasn't too bad and too isolated, and if, if, even if you had no one around you. If you have a birthday in this week to come, please let us know so that we can call you and, and tell you happy birthday so it's not as alone as you might think it, it, it could be. From Bethlehem to Nazareth, From Jordan to Jericho, from Bethany to Jerusalem, from Italy to Spain, from South Africa to New Zealand, from then to now, come Lord Jesus. To heal the sick, to mend the broken hearted, to comfort the disturbed, to disturb the comfortable, to cleanse the temple, to liberate faith from convention, come Lord Jesus to carry the cross, to lead the way, to shoulder the sin of the world and take it away. Come, Lord Jesus, today, to us, to this place. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We are now going to sing together. Yes, there will be some music. And the words will be on the screen but it will also be in the bulletin that i've just sent you guys so let's sing or just listen to meekness and majesty dear lord that we can be together even if it's virtually is wonderful to be connected with each other and this world we know it's through your grace alone that we We feel connected and can be connected, that we do not have to go through this alone. Thank you for the opportunity to still worship, to pray, to sing, to sit in the stillness, and be aware of your presence. May this happen here and now. May we hear you, may we experience your presence, may we feel your guidance and be touched by it, moved by it. Dear Lord, there are so many people in this world that really need your help, that need our help, our prayers, our comfort, our there Help us. Be with us. We know you are, we just need to be more aware of it. Thank you that we know that you are with us, with everyone that is touched by this Thank you that we can now read from your word, that we can sing your praise. We do this all in your name alone. Amen. Children, I'm quickly going to talk to all the kids. I'm going to ask you some questions. So if you want to pause the video and answer them, feel free to do that. So then you don't have to miss anything. So talk with one another a little bit, kids. What has been the best part of this week? What has been the worst part of this week? How does it make you feel being stuck at home? How does this virus make you feel? Have you told anyone how you feel about this? Have you told anyone how it feels to be together, to be quite alone? I know it must be hard. I know it must be crowded in your house at the moment. But I wanna tell you, it is so special that you can be together with your family. I know it might not feel that way all the time, but there are so many people who would give anything to be as close to their families as you are. Now, please try and enjoy it and appreciate it, even if it's just a little. I'm going to talk to you again, so please don't go anyway or don't go too far because I will talk to you again a little bit later on. When writing a reflection to share one of the constant pressure points for me is the fact that I worry and hope and wonder how it would be possible That one message will be able to hold meaning for everyone. It is so difficult to talk to a group of people when everyone is on their own journey, their own way, with their own unique individual challenges, troubles. And then to talk to everyone and relate to everyone collectively, it's such a challenge. And then we come to a time like this. A time none of us have experienced or expected to happen in this extent, and all of a sudden we are all on the same page. We are connected in some way, feeling the same things, experiencing the same things, probably worrying about the same things, grateful for the same things, praying for the same things, asking for the same things, and it sure changes how I feel about saying something to you. In the last two weeks, the lectionary has really gifted us with scripture that just spoke to us so well in this time. It was wonderful to last week rediscover Psalm 23 with the whole world. And today we will all read Psalm 130, and I hope that will mean the same. Hi everybody, today I'm reading from Psalm 130. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness, that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in this world. I long for the Lord. More than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord, there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. Thank you, Meg. Let's jump into this beautiful psalm and try and understand it. And then we will bring it home and, and try and see what we can take from it. Psalm 130 is one of those psalms that operates around a life in crisis. It's not clear whether the crisis is present or past. But what we see here is someone crying out to God. He begins with asking for forgiveness. The confession of his sin. He cries out for divine hearing. And so we hear this need for forgiveness. He finds himself in deep waters. The depths overwhelmed by waters of chaos and in this the Lord is identified as the one that can forgive and rescue that one that needs to forgive because when that happens when forgiveness comes then surely rescue from the crisis will follow the writer calls to God he calls God and is seen as the one that does not take into account all human inequities, because otherwise, who would survive? And so we see one, we see a person that that looks to the mercy of God and knows that the mercy makes it possible for this writer to come with his despair, in his despair, and stand in front of the Lord. To ask for forgiveness, that's what he needs. So we see someone in despair, and we think that's why he's asking for forgiveness. We know there's this popular understanding among many that a confession might lead to great implications. That obedience to God could lead to forgiveness. When someone is in despair and turns to God, asks for forgiveness, tries to be obedient, then people sometimes think that's when things will change that's when things will turn around we see and hear this talk all around us maybe you've heard it too i have i've heard how when things go wrong especially when things like now is going really really wrong i've heard it in the last couple of days that people all over the world turn to scripture Scripture that say things like, now go to your rooms, enter your house and stay there for a while until resentment, until anger is over. Do this, surrender, confess, and then things will change. Have you heard it? Have you heard it? And now if you hear Psalm 130, uh, it sounds a little different, doesn't it? The sequence in verse 4 especially might challenge that way of thinking. Verse 4 says, But with you, God, there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. The message says, If you, God, kept records of our wrongdoings, who would stand a chance? As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit, and that's why you're worshipped. The Lord forgives. And we in turn react on that. We respond on the forgiveness. We receive and then react. Not we do and then God reacts. Jesus especially changes, challenges this kind of thinking, this way of thinking. And so with this psalm, It moves from from human sin to a focus on the awareness of the divine forgiveness. This is such an important distinction to make. So many times during the last couple of days, I've heard people talk about why this all is happening. Why we are in this pandemic. Why people are sick. Why people are in, in distress. And I've heard how people say, yes, we go into our rooms, into our houses to confess and to pray. That's good. We should do, make this confession, ask for forgiveness and then hope everything will pass. This is not something new. Things go wrong and we might think we need to confess and make things right and wait. Wait for things to change. Is this what we are going to do with our time? Or will we hear what the psalm is trying to say? That it is only because of who the Lord is that we are able to go into his presence. It is because of the mercy, the great mercy, that we can and should approach. But with a distinction, everything changes. When we hear how verse 4 is reversed, Then. And how we think about this will change. Hold on to this idea for a bit because we'll come back to it. But let's go on with the psalm. So, now that the psalmist has said what he wanted to say, we read Help God, the bottom has fallen out of my life. Master, hear my cry for help, listen hard, open my ears, listen to my cries for mercy. This is the message translation. If you, God, kept records of wrongdoings, who would stand a chance? As it turns out, forgiveness is your habit. And that's why your worship. I pray to God my life is a prayer and wait for what he'll say and do. My life is on the line before God, my Lord, waiting and watching till morning. Waiting and watching till morning. So this all has happened he's in this despair and now he waits now he waits for the Sun like tired night shift guards walking on the walls around an old city guarding the city by night waiting for the Sun to come the Sun that will end their shift that's where he is He's one of those gods. Are they hoping that the sun will come? Yes. Are they doubting that the sun will come? No, they aren't doubting. Of course the sun will be there. It's only a matter of time. They've seen it day after day. And so this writer's waiting, his time is not impatient watching and waiting for time to pass. It's rather a waiting and an anticipation that the new beginning will come. Because hope is at hand. And the waiting is this yearning for the new reality to come. The waiting. Is, the light of the pro- is in light of the promise. And then the psalm ends with a call to the readers to hope. To hope, and he uses familiar language and say, hope in the steadfast love of God. And so in this, the readers are called to, into the community, to the fullness of life, in a full, faithful relationship with God. Psalms like these are far and few in between. Psalms where we can only hear the hopeful voice midst despair. And so we can say this psalm is all about waiting. Waiting for what is to come. But it's not a waiting where we're hoping things might change, might turn out okay. Because of the Lord's steadfast love, there is hope. Hope is what we all need to do. It's, it's how we react on the mercy we have received. The mercy Jesus gave freely on the cross. And that we should act and love. That is how we should act and love. So, what are you going to do with this waiting game? This four weeks? Three and a half weeks of waiting. What are you going to do with it? One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of the 10 girls with their oil lamps. It used to be one of my least favorite stories. Do you remember it? 10 young girls are part of a wedding celebration. They are waiting with their lamps, waiting for the groom to come closer. Five have enough oil for their lamps. Five did not think to bring extra. And so the groom takes a long time to arrive to the feast. And when they do hear him coming closer, five of the girls realize they do not have enough oil to last them this celebration. and They have to make a plan and they scramble and they move. And when they do manage to get more oil, the harsh answer comes from the groom. But he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. The Amplified Bible says, I have no relationship with you. Therefore keep watch because you do not know the day of the hour. How sad and harsh, isn't it? Go read this again after the service and tell me how it makes you feel. Can you identify with one of these two groups? As I said, it used to be one of my least favorite stories. I couldn't understand the harshness of it. But let's set the idea of harshness aside for a bit. Let's not think of the end of the parable and how we might interpret that because there are many interpretations to be made. There is something we can take from the middle part of the story, the waiting part. What happens in the waiting for these 10 girls? What are the girls doing in their waiting? Five of them are prepared to wait as long as it takes. Five of them aren't. What are you doing with this waiting period? We've been called to go to our homes and wait. We are, we have been, we've been said to, to wait this thing out. And let's be honest, we aren't all that good with waiting, are we? We aren't programmed to wait. There are all these things in our lives that we do just to not have to wait. We can express order something to avoid waiting a week or two longer for delivery. We order our food before we leave the house so that it's ready by the time that we get there. We hate it when internet is slow. We hate it when we have to sit in the traffic and wait. When picking someone up from somewhere, they should be there and ready, we do not wanna wait. And now, we all have to wait. When you go to the store you'll have to wait in the queue outside. If you are not able to go somewhere you have to wait for the things you want to be delivered. Waiting each day to hear the number of new deaths, new cases, waiting to hear if there's new recovered cases. We don't like waiting, we struggle. And so we have this option Like the 10 girls, what are we going to do with our time? Are we hoping on the Lord, but the kind of hope that knows the sun is coming? Or a hope that's full of fear and despair and anxiety, because that is how we might feel, and rightly so. But when we hope, and wait, knowing that the sun will come, that the end will come, that will change all of this for us. It'll change the waiting room. It will change how we talk to one another, how we love, how we spend our money, how we treat medical staff, how we help make this world better. Richard Raw writes about this time, about this, this virus, saying. We are in the midst of a highly teachable moment, he says. There is no doubt that this period will be referred to for the rest of our lives. We have a chance to go deep and to go broad. Globally, we are in this together. Debt is being forced on us by great suffering, which is, as I like to say, always leads to great love. Great suffering. Leads to great love. What if this waiting period is not just a moment of despair, sitting in the dark? What if it calls us to great love for ourselves, for those around us, for those who are far? May this waiting time be different than you thought it might be when you hope for the sun, knowing that it will come. Amen. I want us to talk about this a little bit. There are some talking points that I'd like you to discuss with the people around you. And if you are alone, please go make yourself a cup of tea or coffee and, and call someone and talk to them about this. And please send us some feedback. Feedback. Send me some feedback on how you feel about this. The questions are also on the bulletin if you want to refer back to them. Are you good at waiting? What are the things in your life that you have waited for the longest? Is there something you waited for that never came? And how did that make you feel? How do you feel about this waiting time? And kids, what will change for you in this week? Will you make the week to come a little bit different than the one that has passed? Then how will you react to this pandemic after it's over? How will you live now, wait now? Because that will determine how we all will live later. Let's pray. Our soul is waiting for God. Our hearts find joy in the Lord. Dear God, we are waiting on you, waiting for your guidance and love, which we know will come each day to guide us, to give us strength. Please be with those who are suffering in this moment. Please be with those who are working endless hours to help fight this Dear Lord, please be with with the leaders of this country, of this world. For all, we give this in your hands. Thank you that we can have good times, even though this is happening. Thank you that we can spend time with family. Thank you that we can be together, even if it's just virtually. Thank you that we know we are not alone. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will hope for him. May the Lord bless you and keep you and guide you. May you feel the presence of the Lord, the guidance of the Spirit, and the everlasting love of Jesus Christ our Saviour, today and evermore. Amen.